Well, welcome everyone. It's a pleasure to be with you again here today. We uh, never take these moments for granted. When we can gather together with you and worship the Lord together, to gather around His Word with believers from around the world and from here in Jerusalem. So those of you that are here in Jerusalem and in Israel, our Israel family, we love you and welcome. It's so great to be able to be together with you in this way. We're looking forward to those days when we can be together again in person. We'll keep you updated as uh, things begin to change here in the next few weeks. Those of you that are joining us from around the world, we are honored that you are here with us today and that you would come all the way to Israel to worship with us tonight. We welcome you. We love you. We send you our love and greetings from Jerusalem, and it's a pleasure to be able to worship together with you here. Well, just as an update out of Israel, we are today is our last day, supposedly, of this uh, most recent uh, lock-in restriction thingy that we're experiencing. Uh, though there are rumors going around that they may extend it for another week or two. So as of this recording, we, we think that next week we're going to be able to start stepping back into some normal life. We're looking forward to doing life together with you. We hope that you are doing life together with us and being able to connect with our Daniel study, uh, even if you're not a part of a community group. All of our community groups are going to be doing them doing this study throughout the, the city. And if you're not a part of a community group, now's a great time just to dive in for a, sh a short six-week study of the book of Daniel. It'll be life-changing for you and for the rest of the group. We invite you to do that. If you're outside of Israel and you'd like to join us for the Bible study, the, the, the look at book at Daniel, uh, you're more than welcome to join us on our uh, online community group that meets uh, twice a month on the first and the third Sundays of the month on uh, the right after the KKCJ service at 7 p.m. Joanna Sada is leading that group. She's doing a fantastic job, and I know that you'd be welcome to join. Just let us know, and we'll give you the information to join the online community group. And then if you're outside of Israel and you have your own community group there in your own country and your group would like to join our groups as we're going through this study, just let us know. We'll send you the, the materials, the information, and it would be fun to do the, the study together in tandem, together your groups and our group together. So just write us here at CG for community group, CG at kkcj.org. We'll send you any of that information that you're asking for and get us all pointed in the right direction. Well, maybe you've had this experience <clears throat> in your life. I'm sure that you have. You're, you're facing a, a situation that's very difficult. You know that it's going to be challenging. It's a challenging relationship, a challenging task at work, or uh, a, a situation that you're going to have to step into. And, and you can tell, you know that it's going to be challenging, it's going to be tough, it's going to be hard. And, and as you're getting closer to it, you realize you're not sure that you want to go through it. You're not sure that you have what it takes to be able to go through it. And, and you start to feel yourself recoil. We've all had this experience. Sometimes we've recoiled and we've just never done it. And, and we, we fail because we don't have the, the, the tenacity or whatever it takes on the inside to push through. We've all had that experience. But then there's those other times in our lives where we suddenly, in the midst of the obstacles that we're facing, we find ourselves... And we realize, we remember what our goal was. We remember what we were trying to accomplish. We remember where we were trying to go and who we are. And we rise to the occasion. We, we overcome in that situation. We come out on the other side victorious. 
The difference between failing and making it through isn't the problem. The problem doesn't change. And it isn't even us. We're the same person. But what does change is us understanding who we are and, and remembering our goal and our, 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 uh, the end goal that we're shooting for and what we're trying to accomplish. When we remember those things, then we have the ability to push through into this next season. Well, that's what we want to talk about tonight. We want to look at this idea of embracing the realities of who we are as we face difficult times, challenges, and seasons. But let's invite the Lord to come and be with us to give us His empowerment. God, we ask that your Spirit would come now. Hover over this time virtually, and each person that comes in and watches the video at a different time, hover over this message and, and speak life through it. We need your life, Lord. We need your direction. We ask, God, that you would come into this moment and give us, uh, illuminate for us the truths of who we are and who you've called us to be and illuminate for us those things we need to know and that you want us to know. And then just fill us with your hope and your peace. In Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Well, if you're just joining us, we're in the middle of a great series that we are calling Life Behind the Shield. Pastor Chad put this together and he kicked it off a few weeks ago with this idea that as God's people, by faith, we live our lives behind the shield. We, we live our lives behind God. God is our shield. And, and in this place behind the shield, God does his best work. He does his, his process of sanctification in our lives. And, and the, the myth, though, is that sanctification, this place behind the shield, is this tranquil place where we listen to harp music and, and life is peaceful and we eat grapes and everything's wonderful. When the reality is, sanctification is a messy place because it involves, as Pastor Chad was reminding us last week, trainings and testings and trials and sufferings and sometimes temptation. This is what sanctification looks like. This is what our lives are like on the other side of the shield. And so Pastor Chad was telling us last week that though the trials and the temptations are there, they're just temporary. They're, they're not there for uh, our long term of our life. We go through seasons of training. We go through seasons of testing. And each of those propels us then into that thing that is permanent, our destiny, and what God is preparing us for as we're experiencing this life behind the shield, we were propelled into uh, a life, our destiny with God, as we go through those trainings and those trials and those testings that come as a part of being behind the shield with God. Pastor Chad reminded us then last week with this message that we are God's handpicked, chosen people, that he's chosen each and every one of us for a specific task. He's chosen you for a specific task, not my task. And he's chosen Pastor Chad for a different task, not my task. And, and each one of us then has a specific calling, a specific task that only we can do in this day and in this hour. That's good news. That's encouraging news to us. Well, in the year 64 AD, the, the city of Rome had a devastating fire take place. The, the core of the city, the city center, was burned to the ground, houses and temples and structures, and the, it burned for three entire days, if you can imagine. 
Well, the Roman citizens were totally upset about this, and they were looking for some place that they could blame, lay the blame for this fire. So they chose the emperor, Emperor Nero, and they said it was because of Nero that, that the fires had happened, and he'd, he'd actually wanted to clear out a space to build new, bigger, and, and better buildings, so he, he himself had started the fire. Well, the, the, Nero hears this, this accusation, and he's not going to accept that. So he places the blame on this new fledgling religion, this offshoot of Judaism, Christianity, and on the Christian people. And then what takes place over the next several years is a horrible uh, persecution and trial of the Christian people. They are ridiculed and mocked and tortured and, and killed in horrendous ways. For example, they would be brought into the Colosseums and into the amphitheaters. They'd be sewn into the skins of wild animals, forced to crawl around on their hands and knees. And then the Romans would release wild animals, lions and bears and dogs, to attack them and to devour them, to kill them. Uh, they were sewn in, sawn in two, cut in two. They were uh, made to be torches, like living torches, tied to a stake and set on fire. They were tarred and feathered, and, and, and the list goes on and on. Horrible, horrible things. Well, news of this persecution obviously spread through the Roman Empire, and all the believers, this young body of believers, is starting to realize, well, we have a target on our back. We're in the, the crosshairs of the Roman Empire. And the, the, the suffering and the persecution is coming their way. And then at the same time circulating through Rome is this letter, the letter of 1 Peter. Peter penned this letter specifically because of the season and what they were facing. And he actually begins to <clears throat> warn and to prepare the, the believing body for what was coming their way. In fact, the first book of Peter is, that one of the main themes is suffering and trials and, and testing. And so he begins to warn them, to prepare them for what is coming their way. But instead of warning God's people to run away, to hide, to go underground, or warning them and telling them, now it's time to stand up and fight and proclaim your rights and and, uh, and let's fight against the, the kingdom of this world and uh, establish God's kingdom on the earth. He doesn't do either of those things. Instead, he warns them and he prepares them. And then he encourages them how to, using this opportunity to build up their faith, encouraging them how to suffer, how to endure the suffering that would be coming their way, and how to do it in a successful way that would bring glory to God and that would look like their master, Yeshua. Even going so far as to make this statement, this is the kind of life you've been called into. Wow. Pause there for just a moment. This is the kind of life we've been called into. We're not called into a nice harp music and eating grapes and this tranquil, peaceful existence until we go to heaven. Actually, it's the exact opposite. Uh, this myth has been floating around in, in uh, the, the body of believers for hundreds of years that when you come to Yeshua, life suddenly becomes this tranquil place where everything works out perfectly for you and, and every decision is easily made and, and all of the things that you go through in life are cushioned and you, you, you step out on the other side stepping into heaven. That's not true. In fact, the, the, the idea of Western Christianity where 
persecution is minimal is abnormal. It's not normal. The body of believers from this time that we're talking about now on through till today in different parts of the world have experienced tremendous persecution, trials, testings because of their decision to follow after Yeshua. So Peter is saying, this is what you've been invited into. And he writes this letter to the, the believers as their world is being turned upside down to encourage them not to run and hide, not to stand and fight, but to endure it, to face it head on, to go through it and to come out victorious on the other side as they look like their, their master, Yeshua. Peter uses this then, this environment of opposition to focus his audience on the importance of bearing up under unjust treatment, under persecutions, under accusations, and yet still to continue living well, like our master. It's a letter, it's a message that's as relevant today in 2021 as it was the day that it was penned in 64 AD. It's as relevant today. And so we're going to look at what Peter has to say to us. David Pawson, the noted British theologian, said this in his book, Unlocking the Bible. It was written in 2007. Listen to this, these words. He writes this as his summary of the first book of Peter, and he's describing 1 Peter, and then he comes to this end, and he says, Although the United Kingdom is generally free of persecution, wow, imagine that. That was only 2007. Imagine... He says, generally free of persecution, I can anticipate increasing pressure where churches will face pressure to liberalize their stance on homosexuality in the church, among other things. I can foresee the day when it will be considered an offense either to criticize another religion or even say that your religion is somehow better than another religion. He ends his summary by saying this, 1 Peter, the book of 1 Peter, may one day be especially relevant to us. Wow. Think about where we've come since 2007. Those are our realities today. You are, uh, uh, it is against the law in the United Kingdom to talk about another religion or to talk about your religion being better than someone else's. Those are our realities in the world today. And that was only a, a few short years ago in 2007. Now, think about how far we've come just in this last year. And, and suddenly we're starting to realize we, as the people of God, we, we're, there's this distinction taking place. We stand out. We can't blend in any longer. We're not blending in any longer. Suddenly, we're seeing this growing distinction taking place as, as God's people are being uh, marked as those people, the ones that are causing all the the troubles, the ones that are not going along with the world's plan to make the world a better place. We're the ones that are causing all the, 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 the problems, and so we're being mocked and ridiculed on the public stage as normal. And there's this growing sense of intolerance, an intolerance of Christianity, and a growing sense of an intolerance of Christians, and a growing sense of intolerance of our God. And this is our reality. It leaves many of us as believers with this very tangible sense that we are stepping into a season of trials, of testings, of persecution, of ridicule and mocking, and, and who knows what else is in front of us. 
Well, some of you are saying, Pastor Mike, that's, thanks a lot. That's not a good message. That's a, that's a very just, dis, uh, um, what's a good word? It's a, a discouraging message. And, and yet the reality is this. We want you to be prepared for what God is doing in the world today. He's called you and me as his people to live through this season. But we need to be prepared to walk through it with him. And, and this is what Peter's letter does to us. It, it speaks loudly to our realities today. Let's look at what Peter says to us and to them in that day. I'm just summarizing chapters 1 and 2 of 1 Peter. First he greets them and then he immediately reminds them that they've been called into a living hope. They've been born again into a living hope. It's something he says that they should rejoice about. So he, he reminds them right off who they are. And then he goes into a little bit more detail and he says, uh, in a very gentle way, he reminds them, he links this idea of their um, decision to follow Yeshua and the sufferings and the trials and the persecutions that they are facing. So he's basically saying it's because you made that decision to follow Yeshua, this life behind the shield, that we're going to experience the suffering and the trials and, and linking those two things together. Then in chapter 2, he does what we're going to do the rest of the night. He focuses on calling them out, calling them out from the world that they're in, calling them out as a separate people, as a holy people. And then he calls them up. He calls them to step up into the realities of who they are. He describes for them and he describes for us today who we are to God, who God created us to be. And then how, by virtue of that relationship with our God, how we're supposed to live. Listen to these words. We've mentioned these over the last few weeks through the series, uh, but we're going to list them all in one spot right here. Just as a summary, this is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 12. Some of the things that Peter says about who we are. He says, you also are living stones. What a great picture. You're living stones that God is using to build his house, a spiritual house. He's using you to build for him. This is a, a great calling. We get to be a part of God's partnering with us. We, he's allowing us to partner with him. Then he says, you're a holy priesthood. You are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. So he uses this word priesthood, a holy priesthood and a royal priesthood. What, what is the role of the priest? It's a great calling to be that mediator between God and man, to represent man to God, to make those acceptable sacrifices on behalf of mankind to God, and then to represent God to mankind, to proclaim the glory of our Lord to man and to the world around us. He says, you're a, a holy nation and you are God's special hand-picked position. That's who we are. So Peter reminds them first who they are, and then he describes for them their position. He says to them, you once were not a people, but now you are a people. You once were on the outside, but now you're on the inside. You were on the other side of the shield, but now you're on the inside of the shield. You belong to my family. You're a part of my family. So that Peter's describing their position, who they are, and then their position. They used to be on the other side of the shield, but now 
They're on the inside. They're in, in protection of God and, and God is their shield. But then he ends with this statement of clarity. And he says, he reminds them that their position behind the shield, though they are a holy nation and a, a royal priesthood, that they're chosen by God, these things actually exclude them from the rest of the world. It actually separates them from who God says that they, separates them from the world. After reminding them of who they are and their position behind the shield, now Peter takes a couple of moments and he begins to describe for them how to live, how to live our lives as those that are set apart by God in this amazing place behind his shield. I'm summarizing again. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 25. And he says this, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. Let's pause there for a second. This is how we're to live in this place behind the shield. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority. Well, that, that's uncomfortable for some of us. But this is what life behind the shield looks like. This is what that process of sanctification looks like, yielding our will to the authorities that God has placed over us, every human authority. By doing good, he says, Peter says, by doing good, you will silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. By doing good, you'll silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Well, there's lots of ignorant talk today by foolish people all over the place. And, and Peter's saying, don't enter into it. Don't become foolish like them. Don't fight back. By doing good, you will silence them. This is what Peter's calling us to do, not to, to man ourselves at the Facebook posts and start sending out Instagrams and fighting back and, and becoming foolish like the people of the world, rather to do good. And in doing good, we silence the foolish talk. He says, Live as free people. Show proper respect for everyone, believing and non-believing. Show proper respect for them as a human being. Fear God. Fear God and honor the emperor, the, the emperor, the ruler of the nation. We're not called to only honor the emperor if he's the part of the political party that we agree with. Peter's saying, honor the emperor, the ruler of the nation. Even if you don't agree with who he is and what he's doing and his policies, the life behind the shield, this place of sanctification, we honor the man or the woman that's leading our country. He says, if you're going to suffer, don't do it for being stupid. Don't do it for, for the chance to sin. If you're going to suffer, suffer for doing something good. And then if you do suffer for doing good, this is commendable before God, he says, because to this you were called. Listen to these words, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 23. To this you were called. And, and so this is our message to us tonight. To this you've been called. Because Messiah suffered for you. He suffered for you and he suffered for me. To this you were called to suffer, to because Messiah suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. So that's our example. We, we look at Yeshua and we follow in his steps. This is what we've been called to. And these are the steps that Yeshua took. He committed no sin 
and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. He didn't go back to Facebook and start throwing insults back at them. He didn't post on, on Twitter, those Pharisees just said this, can you believe it? When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats instead. And this is our example, and this is what God is calling us to do. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He put himself in that place behind the shield and allowed God to be his shield, his protector. He put himself in that place trusting God who judges justly. Peter leaves for us a few lessons, a few takeaways for us today as he calls us out. And as God's chosen people, he calls us to step up into the realities of who God says we are. Not what the world says, not what we say, but who God says we are. So there's three ideas, three lessons that we want to walk away with today. Idea number one. As we face challenging attitudes and mocking persecutions, trials for being believers, we must remember who we are, what our goal is, what our destiny is, what we've been called to accomplish for God. If we do not remember who we are and we listen to the world around us, we listen to what they're saying about us, or we listen to our own selves, what we think of ourselves, we're not going to be able to make it through these challenging difficult days that are in front of us. We've got to remember who God says we are. You're a royal priesthood. You are a royal priest. You need to repeat that to yourself over and over again. And we belong to a spiritual family. We've been set apart. We're a holy nation. We're set apart from the nations of the world, from the, the world around us. Second idea is this. It's very important. We belong to a family of believers. When you look behind the shield where that training is taking place, what do you see there? When you look at that place behind the shield, we're not by ourselves. Somehow with the master doing the Kung Fu training and getting ready to go out and to uh, attack the world, that's the Hollywood version. Rather, when we look behind the shield, what do we see there? We see the family of God. We've been invited to be a part of his people, a holy nation, and he has set us apart. That's what's there behind the shield. We belong to a family. And as we step into difficult, challenging days in front of us, we must walk with one another. We must embrace one another. If you're trying to do life alone right now through these challenging, difficult times, you're probably not going to make it. It's too hard. God's created a family for a purpose. And in that purpose, we find our life with one another. And the third idea is this. During these times of testings and trials and suffering, how we treat other people matters. Whether they're believers or non-believers, Peter goes through this whole description over and over again of how we treat other people. How we treat other people matters. Listen to some of these words. Have sincere love for one another. Love deeply from the heart. Rid yourselves of malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Live such good lives among the pagans. I love this one. 
live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, and they will accuse you of doing wrong, they are accusing you of doing wrong. Though they accuse you of doing wrong, he says, they may see your good deeds because you're living such good lives. They'll see your good deeds and glorify your God on the day that he visits us. This is what God has called us to, not to mock the, the pagans around us, to ridicule them, to send out Facebook posts about how wrong they are, but through lives living lives so good that our good deeds cause them to be silent and they glorify God. Submit yourselves to every human authority. There it is again. Show proper respect to everyone, whether they're believers or not believers. It doesn't matter. Love the family of believers and honor the emperor. See how we treat people, especially in these seasons of testing and trials and training matters. In fact, they are our testings and our trials and our trainings. How we treat other people matters to God. To our family, we, those, of, those of them that are behind the shield with us and that we're doing trainings with and that we're learning from and learning and, and teaching and training them, that family, to that family, we love them deeply from the heart. And then to those that are on the other side of the shield, to the pagan, to those that don't yet know Yeshua, they're not in relationship with him yet. To them, we, we live such good lives that our good deeds glorify our God and attract and draw them into relationship with him. Well, there we have it. That's Peter's message to us today here in 2021 as he calls us out from the world that we're living in, reminding us that we don't fit in and calling us up to step into the truths of who we are, the realities of who we are. So we're going to wrap this up tonight. As we step into 2021, I'm convinced that we're stepping into unprecedented times, new realities, challenging times, trainings, trials, testings. I also believe that 2021 is going to be probably one of the greatest years in any of our lives as God shows himself faithful. But we don't want to sugarcoat this. We want to be realistic about who we are and where we're at in time. And we're stepping into a difficult, challenging season. We would be lying to you if we wouldn't tell you that because God wants you to be trained. He wants you to be ready to be overcomers in the difficult days that we are stepping into in spite of those things, those temporary, those things are temporary. Those trainings, those testings are temporary. And if we remember Pastor Chad's words last week, they propel us into our destiny. So we must remember who we are, who God says we are. And this is your homework this week. You need to repeat that phrase over and over again. I'm a royal priest. I'm a royal priest. I belong to a royal priesthood. I'm a part of a family of God. I belong to a holy nation. I've been set apart. I don't belong in this world. I belong to a, a heavenly world. You're foreigners. You're exiles. We, this isn't our home. Our home is in heaven with our Messiah. And repeat those things verbally, out loud. I'm a royal priesthood. And remind yourself who you are and quit listening 
to what the world says about you. Quit listening to what other people say about you. Quit listening to what you say about yourself and listen to what God says about who you are. We are that royal priesthood, a family set apart for him. Well, I know that's a difficult message, but it's a message for the day that we're living in. It's as applicable as, as today as it was the day that Peter wrote it. And I wanna encourage us that we embrace those words. We love you. We want to see you succeed in 2021 and, and beyond. And to be God's people and to be overcomers means that we're gonna face difficult times Overcomer means you've overcome something. So this isn't going to be a peaceful road in front of us. But God promises as we embrace the realities of who we are and we live into them, He is going to see us through to the other side. And that's what living behind the shield is all about. So Lord bless you. Let's just pray and ask for God's blessing as we step uh, out of tonight. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this season that you've brought us all to. And, and though it seems overwhelming in some ways, we know that your plan works and that who you've called us to be is that design that you want to use. We're your priests, your, your holy priesthood. So empower your people, God. Empower us to step into that role and to fulfill that role in this day and this hour, representing you to mankind, proclaiming your glory, and then making those applicable uh, supplications on behalf of mankind, those sacrifices to you on behalf of mankind. We ask for your grace and your ability to do this in our lives. We pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen.